0: To 44 at 60. At a business event in early 2019, your host Trevor Lee foolishly agreed to run the 2021 Classic Quarter. A 44 mile ultra marathon on the coastal path from the UK's most southerly point, Lizard Village, to the UK's most westerly point, Land's End. This podcast follows Trevor's progress and will include contributions from seasoned ultra runners who will be offering Trevor lots of top tips and advice as he ventures forth on this ridiculous quest. And the podcast title? Well, it's 44 miles, and yes, Trevor has a big birthday in 2021, but he'd rather not say which one it is. OK, it's time to lace up the running shoes, load up on carbs and gels, and get this show on the Cornish Coastal Path.
1: Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the 44 at 60 podcast. Now on this uh, show I've got with me Kev, Kev Harding who is a ex-runner but he's now a coach with 20 years coaching ability and Kev has got a lot of experience and he's going to share some real expert insights into this subject of eating and drinking which is so, so important to ultra running. So Kev, welcome to the show. Thank you. And um, tell us, you know, just tell me a little bit about, you know, what your views are about particularly around the, you know, the kind of this subject of eating and drinking.
2: Okay. Yeah. with the um, as far as eating and drinking is go with the um, average run, running athlete that um, is not doing mega mileage um, and not doing mega performance. A lot of it is a question of balance and the, the balance that you need in training and also in, ra- in racing is all to do with um, a share of carbohydrates, proteins, and body salts, um, all of which um, combine, hopefully, to get the best of your performance.
1: Okay, and so when you say about those three things, are there, are there how would you describe, you know, what, what
2: should I be doing to make sure I've got that balance right? Yeah, as, as far as it goes, carbohydrates uh, is, is essentially your running fuel. Um, that is combined with oxygen to produce energy um, and it's normally a slow release um, mechanism to give you the energy to cover the distance like the classic quarter where you're running for 44 miles. Proteins, on the other hand, um, are an essential building block. Um, they essentially help the body to regenerate itself Um, every time we run we do damage to our muscles even though we don't realize it Um, and the proteins are building blocks there to help with that sort of recovery on top of that um, as most people know when they run they sweat lots um, and they get through or get rid of an awful lot of body salts um, whilst they're running Um, and the idea in, if you're doing the classic quarter, is to try and do a combination of all three before, during, and possibly after the run to get the most out of it.
1: So, I mean, I'm I'm aware of the carbo-loading and all this sort of phrase yep. um, with, you know, pasta and porridge and whatever else, but I hadn't really considered the protein and the salt side of things. So what would be yep. your advice on,
2: on dealing with that? Um, when you're... Um, In something like the classic quarter, um, I would work on a a combination of of all three. Um, For starters, before the race, on the day, and the day before the race, I'd be packing in lots of carbohydrates. Okay? Um, And I would also take on a bit of protein as well. Okay? Um, Because that just keeps the body maintenance going. The salts you don't need to worry about at that stage. Okay. What I would then do if it was me is that um, if I was doing something like classic forty, classic quarter forty-four miles, um, initially um, I would just take on water. Then around the fifteen to eighteen mark, I would then start to think about taking on some sort of salts. You can get these through any drinks and through gels, Um, and that should get you through the race. The proteins come afterwards, and that is when you need to help the body recoup and recover. And the more proteins you take on board at that stage, hopefully the quicker your recovery will be.
1: And will, is there, an, will there be an indication when you're running an, an, an ultramarathon that you, you're, you know you need
2: to have that salt intake? Is there a... Not really. A lot of it depends um, also on the climate. Obviously, if you think um, about the classic quarter, which is in the middle of summer, when it could be really hot, uh, which means you could be sweating lots, then the ideal thing would be to take on some sort of salts um, at that stage. Um, Just as a tip, um, because obviously there's all sorts of products out on... Um, the market or whatever, and I'm now talking 20 years ago um, when I was marathon running in the summer, in the heat, and what I found, and it never seemed to have any bad effects on me, and as far as I know, um, it possibly did some good, was I used to use diluted dioralite, which is a drink, a supplement drink that is normally given to children after they've had a stomach bug or sickness or whatever and they lost their body salts. Cheapest chips, and it did the job for me.
1: Yeah, because I imagine now there
2: are lots of... Loads on the market.
1: Loads of salt tablet type yeah. things. And it is a
2: matter of finding out what works for you, as, as was said in previous podcasts, was there's all sorts of gels. Go out and try them before the day of the event, just so that yeah. um, you make sure that they don't disagree with you. Um, I had a bad experience... Funny enough, with a gel um, on London Marathon back in 1999, um, where I don't think the gels are anywhere near as sophisticated as they are these days. Um, but uh, I ended up throwing up. Right. Um, and it did not do my marathon time a lot of good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as a coach, Kev, um, you know, here I am. I'm very much a novice. You know, I've run a couple of marathons, but not for a long time. I've got one planned for next year. Um, what would you advise me in terms of build-up? Not just, not just the diet stuff, but just generally running while, while I've got you on the podcast. Well, Pick your brains well, on that as well. Well,
2: the thing is, is in a way, you approach um, your training in a similar way or similar vein um, to, your, to your racing. The idea is, is a balanced diet during the course of a week. If you're not training mega, mega, mega miles... It's all a question of balance. Have a healthy intake of carbohydrates, healthy intake of proteins. Okay? The ideal thing is normally is most people train um, late afternoons, early evenings before they have an evening meal and go to bed. Now, the ideal thing to do thereby would be to have a carbohydrate-based lunch and then a protein-based evening meal after the training run. Okay. Therefore, you've got your energy before you're leading up to your training, and then you've got your protein doing the repair job overnight afterwards.
1: Yeah, and do you find that um, because my 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 preference would be to run in the morning? Yeah, clearly, you know, we're recording this after a club night session, you know, so it's in the evening and all that. So, how you know, is how do you, what would your advice be to try and get the balance right? What I would. then, If
2: if you're working on that basis, what I would then do is have a fairly light breakfast, then have a protein-based lunch and then a carbohydrate-based evening meal because that energy that you get from the carbohydrates will be stored up overnight after you've had your meal. So you won't lose them. So that would be for the
1: morning run, obviously. For your morning run, yeah. 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 And and, and what would you advise in terms of timescale between eating and actually going out on a on a fairly serious length of run?
2: I would say at least two hours. Two hours? At least two hours, yeah, possibly three.
1: Okay. Yeah. And what about for those people who are, you know, starting long runs, you know, where they start early in the morning, very early in the morning, you know, if you're doing a run at 7 o'clock, that would, you know, do you want to be getting up at 5 or eating at 5 then, essentially? Or?
2: What I would suggest is that um, you have a fairly large-ish carbohydrate-based evening meal the night before Um, when you get up in the morning is I would take a very light breakfast a bit of toast um, perhaps some banana something light like that just to cure or just to get over the hunger pangs um, because you'll have that carbohydrate stored in your body already um, therefore you don't need to start loading at that stage of the day
1: Okay, and, and and outside of the food, but just from a general running point of view, what would your advice to me be? I'm 18, not 18, 18 months away, a bit more than 18 months away from this race. Um, any any advice on what I should be thinking about going into 2020 for the 2021 quarter, which, you know, so I'm 20 months away at the moment. What should I be thinking about doing now, really, to get ready?
2: I think it goes back to a comment I made earlier on, which is basically everything in moderation at the moment. Okay, You no need to keep stoking up for it or anything like that. What you need to think about is when you come to the, the classic quarter, um, which is June, um, your serious training for it should start roughly around March time. So you've got three months build up towards it. Okay. Okay. Up until then, um, what I would say is just carry on with your normal running, carry on with what you're doing. Okay. Um, if you're... Presumably, we're going to start training for marathons in between now and then. Um, So it's just a matter of maintaining it right up to then. And then, again, when you start building towards the classic water, it's all a matter of thinking about your diet and just planning it a little bit so you've got this intake of carbohydrates, proteins, and salts.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: So no need to do anything special. Right. And
1: um, Because one of the things I've been... I've been thinking about and i did on sunday um was um try and start thinking about getting time in my feet as i called it so i just set out to run for three hours regardless of how fast i went and how far i went
2: Yeah. um again it's if you look at the basic marathon training for the average runner um, we're not talking about competitive um international oh. runners or club runners um I'm talking about athletic club runners rather than road running clubs. There is a slight difference there. Um, The difference there is is that you need to to build slowly. You've got a a lot of people neglect rest. So your basic training program should include rest. Okay. The... um, As far as training for classic quarter in 2021, what you need to do is to set yourself some goals before that to keep yourself interested. Give yourself three or four months um, to build towards a classic quarter. You don't need more than three to four months, especially if you're doing lots of other running in between time because your basic fitness is going to be there. It's just a matter of honing it to get out of it what you need to do on the day.
1: Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. Any final, any final top tips that you can uh, give me or our listeners? Because some of our listeners hopefully will be fairly novice runners and aspiring to maybe do something like this themselves at some time in the future.
2: Yeah. Once you've achieved your goal, go out and enjoy it. With me, it's having a beer and a pasty. With you, it might be something different. You can afford to take time out and enjoy your food and your drink and whatever without it being detrimental to your training.
1: Brilliant. Okay. Kev, thank you very much for that. That's terrific. Yeah, really, really good. So thank you very much, everybody. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast and then it'll drop into your podcast app without you having to go and search for it every week. Um, There'll be another episode very soon. But once again, Kev, thank you very much indeed. Really good contribution. Thanks for coming on the show. That's
0: it for another episode of 44 at 60. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please do leave a review on your podcast app or wherever you download the podcast from. And we hope you've been inspired to get your room and shoes on.